how do you know if your workflow is efficient? How do you know if all the things that you've been doing up until now are the most efficient way to achieve something in the edit? Well, it's kind of difficult. And that's why I wanted to bring this episode to you. This is part one, a part two of a three-part series. And we're going to talk about five signs. That's five signs you need to work on your workflow. We're going to talk about how you can self-diagnose if you need to work on your workflow. Let's get to it. Howdy. Welcome back to the video editing podcast from Unsplice with me, our host, Shiny, the lead trainer and founder, and a big fan of yours. Thank you for joining. And this is, as I said, trying not to repeat myself too much, but this is part two of a three-part series. And I'm calling this the five signs series because this is five signs that you need to work on your workflow. The last one was five signs you need to work on your storytelling. And after that, next week, we're going to be talking about five signs that you need to work on your client relations skills. And so if you missed the previous episode, I'm just going to very quickly break down the key skill sets that every in-demand editor needs in order to excel. That is efficient workflow, creative storytelling, and client relations. Without efficient workflow, then you could be a fantastic editor, but the client is going to hire somebody who can do who can do the changes and who can work faster. Without creative storytelling, then you are going to find that you just get jobs that are pretty boring and technical. So corporate jobs, um, boring jobs where the client is just giving you demands on what to do rather than you coming up with creative ideas, which can be pretty boring. And finally, client relations, because you can be the best editor in the world, but if you're a nightmare to work with, nobody's going to want to work with you. So those are the three major skill sets every in-demand editor has. And so this three-part series is to help you self-diagnose if you are missing any of those skills. Let's get straight into it, because... Uh, there's some interesting ideas that you might not have thought of here. Sign number one that you need to work on your workflow is because you destroy rather than build. What does that mean? If this is a foreign concept to you, then as you were building your edit, uh, the clue there is in, is in the word I used there, um, you should be starting from the beginning and working your way forward rather than, as some editors do, certainly if they are uh, less experienced, they will throw lots of rough stuff on the timeline and they'll have a two-hour timeline or maybe a 30-minute timeline and then they'll start chopping stuff out until it goes down to time. That would be destroying. So really, you want to be building, starting from the beginning and adding things because every single shot, every single decision that you, ha- you you make 
will reflect and have correlation to the previous choice you made. So if you're just starting big, you are not creating any opportunities for serendipity. You're not creating any opportunities for symbolism. Um, and so by building rather than destroying, you are looking at the shot that you have in front of you and you're going, what goes next? What works well with this shot, with this music, with this, you know, dialogue? Every single shot should correlate to the one before it throughout your entire edit. And that goes through from the beginning all the way through to the end. So the only way you can do that is by building rather than destroying. So if that is something that you do, that is a sure sign that you need to work on your, your workflow. And you may be, well, I'm guessing you're self-taught and um, you've been editing on a regular basis, at least once a week uh, for several months. But this is something that could be employed. You could use this technique to speed up your workflow. The question is, what is the perfect shot? If you have this shot in front of you, what shot should follow that? What is the perfect shot to go from there to there? So that is the skill that will take some time to develop. So it's very well and all good knowing that it's better to build rather than destroy your timeline. But what shot is the perfect follow on from the previous shot? That is a skill that you can learn and that will take time through practice, but you have to have an understanding of what makes a good shot, how you can relate those, and also what are you trying to orchestrate with the audience, as we spoke about in last week's episode. You're trying to create um, a, a relationship with the audience, and you're trying to keep them engaged all the way through to the end, and you're trying to get them to feel some way. That is your job as an editor. So what is that way? And what are the ingredients that you can use in order to get the audience feel that way? Um, that is the skill that you can actually learn through the, the Unspiced Pro modules. But I want to move on to the second sign that you need to work on your workflow. If you don't know the difference between a raw format a working format and a delivery format. If these terms are, co are completely foreign to you, you have no idea what they mean, then you should most definitely seek some education on workflow. This will mean, if you, if you don't understand the difference between these three formats, these three terms, that will mean that your timeline is gonna be slow, it's gonna be laggy, and it will lead to software crashes. So understanding the difference between a raw format, a working format, and a delivery format. Three different kind of formats of files, assets, video, audio, this, this relates to um, all of them. And if you are unfamiliar with those, that's gonna be a pain when it comes to building out a long edit. And if you, are fine because you've just been working on, you know, 15 second edits, maybe 30 second edits, nothing's gone wrong, everything's great. Just 
pulling all the footage into the software, editing as you go, no problem. That's because you're working on a short timeline. But as soon as that gets more and more complex, either it gets longer or you're stacking up layers or you're adding color grade and motion graphics and titles and this and that and that then the project slows down and it gets laggy and it gets slow and it gets annoying and then you get frustrated and then it crashes and then you lose yourself. That's a really important skill to understand the difference between a raw format, working format and delivery format. And it sounds kind of boring, um, but it really does make the difference between the entire pipeline of your edit. And it's a skill that you should learn right at the beginning of your journey because it's going to serve you for the rest of your entire life and you'll be thankful that you learned it and implemented it early in your journey so the third sign that you need to work on your workflow is a simple one actually special characters if you use them do you use them special characters like a forward slash space, asterisk, brackets, um, what else? An exclamation mark, a question mark, hashtag. All of these, if you've ever used any of those when naming a file or when bringing a file in, that is a sure sign that you need to work on your workflow. Because if you're doing this, it can cause crashes. It can cause media to disconnect. <clears throat> it can also mean that if you handle for a project or you move from platform to platform, then you're going to have to reconnect everything manually. It's a nightmare. Don't do that. So if you are self-taught and you didn't know this, then firstly, now you do know this, but secondly, it might be a sign for you to seek some formal education, some mentorship, some training to help you understand some good workflow techniques. Number four, the fourth sign that you need to work on your workflow is if you are not inspecting for variable frame rates. That should be one of the first things that you do as soon as you receive the footage. You receive the footage, you back it up, you organize it, and then you go through it before you even touch your software, your editing software. You want to go through and you need to make sure that you are inspecting for variable frame rates, VFR, because they're the devil. They're the devil's work and they will cause all sorts of havoc with your editing software. And if that's not the one of the first things you do, then you need some education on your workflow. You need to understand a professional technical workflow because otherwise it's going to cause you so much hassle later down the line and your project is going to crash and then you won't know why and then you'll figure it out and then you'll transcode it and then it doesn't actually sync up because now the audio is out of sync. Yeah, imagine that on a bigger project, it becomes an absolute nightmare. So inspecting for variable frame rates should be one of the first things that you do. And that is all taught within the technical workflow module within Unspice Pro. That's unspice.com forward slash pro. And before 
I go any further into that and get deeply absorbed in my um, in my anger. I'm going to go on to the fifth sign that you, you need to work on your workflow. And that is if you are not cutting using a string out. Now, a string out is essentially a timeline with everything on it from a day's shooting. It could be from a day or, you know, there are different kinds of string outs you could have. You could have the entire shoot, all of the footage on a timeline. That is all of the audio is synced. All of the multi-camera cameras are synced. Um, you might want to organize it then within that timeline with markers, with color coding, with all sorts. Uh, but that gives you a good idea of all the footage that's shot. And you can then use that as your base to cut with. So if you're not cutting using a string out, you don't even know how to create a string out, you never heard of a string out, then you should take, uh, take it upon yourself to seek out some formal workflow training because it's gonna make your life so much easier if you are cutting using a string out. It will change the way you work. Um, definitely think about using that. String out really is one of those huge time savers. Um, once you know how to use it properly, once you know how to create it, um, especially if you're working on multi-camera shoots or you're working on um, shoots with the audio recorded separately or multi-day shoots, multi-location shoots. The This is, yeah, a string out really could save you so much time and make you so much faster. It's a great way to scrub through and see all the footage that you have available to you with all the markers and everything searchable. And I'm going to give you a little bonus one um, because this really is just for Premiere users. So it doesn't cover everyone, doesn't cover all editors. So this is a little, a little bonus uh, sign that you need to work on your workflow. And that is if you are using the latest version of Premiere Pro. Don't do that. Because they're constantly bringing out new versions. Why? Because the last one broke. So always go to the previous calendar year release. The latest one of the previous calendar year normally is the most stable and um, use that for your main one for your project. If you decide the new one's got some really cool features I want to use, then use it on the side. You can use it for small projects, for passion projects, for personal projects, but not for stuff you're getting paid for because if it breaks and you have to spend half a day trying to sort out your assets or move the project to an older version of Premiere, whatever, that's on you. And, and that's the reason why all the DaVinci users are going, Premiere Pro is terrible, keeps crashing constantly. Um, it's because you're not using the software and you're not using the assets correctly um, in an efficient workflow. So if your Premiere keeps crashing, then you should most definitely seek some kind of technical workflow training to help you overcome that and set up all of your assets and all your project to prevent that. Because it, I find anyway, and, and some of the, you know, uh, industry editors that I work with 
are very happy with the stability of Premier. So I don't find that argument. I don't I don't buy it. I think if people want to use this software of choice, they can use this software of choice. But poo-pooing on other software's flaws is, is kind of a, a moot game, really. It's, it's ridiculous because every piece of software has flaws. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's, a, it's one of those subjects that people get very passionate about. Um, and I'm happy to ruffle some feathers. But this is not the podcast episode for that. Today we're just talking about efficient workflow. So if you are listening on your podcast app of choice, excuse me. So if you are listening on your podcast app of choice, then don't forget to leave up to a five-star review. And if you are watching on YouTube, which one of these spoke to you the most? Leave a comment below. And let us know which of these five signs really spoke to you the most. And you're like, yep, guilty. I do that. Because at one point or another, I did all of these. I'm not infallible. I know this, you know, there are, when you're just, when you're just starting out, when you're teaching yourself, there are easy ways or what seem like easy or normal ways to do things um, that seem like shortcuts. Um, And for example, creating a string out might seem like work, but it, it actually makes the entire process so much faster. But you don't know these things until you're shown these things. So this is me telling you about these things, that they exist and they can save you a lot of time and improve your workflow so that you can become an in-demand editor. Hope this has been really useful. Um, all of these are ideas, these are concepts you can all find within modules, within Unsplice Pro, within the training, within Unsplice Pro. That's unsplice.com forward slash pro if you are interested in that. I hope this has been really useful for you. I'm looking forward to next week where we're going to talk about five signs that you need to work on your client relations. All right. Thanks so much for joining. Take care. Bye-bye.